Good evening. We're uh, in the middle of the second question that the Chavisavov has posed. First one was why Tzadik Veraloi? Why do we find that Tzadikim have a difficult life and sometimes struggling very much, suffering? He gave five different reasons, the possibilities for that. And now he goes on to the other question why do we have Russia Vatevloi? Why do the wicked prosper? It would seem that they should be given even more tests, more challenges. So the also is explaining to us that it could be one of various reasons of why HaKadosh Baruch Hu set it up like this. We explained the uh, reason number one is that it could be that it's the worst thing for the Russia. That because he did some Maisim Tevim. It could be even a small good deed that he did. We mentioned like the Chofetz Chaim says that Omein that he, that he answered once properly. For that he deserves Schar. And the Kosh says, I'd rather not give him the Schar let's give it all over here in this world. So that's why you see a, a Russia who indeed is living a very comfortable life. The other reason, the second reason we mentioned was it could be he's merely a custodian for all of the wealth and goodness that he has, just to give it over to someone who's a descendant of his, either a son or a descendant of his, that indeed is worthy of all of that reward. And that's why it could be. We move on now to the third reason, that this could be the main reason, and others, all of the wealth that the Russia has accumulated, this could be the main reason ultimately to lead to his death or to lead to things that will be evil for him, things that will be bad for him. Where do we find such a thing? So Chavisavavis develops it from a Pasuk. Like it says a Pasuk in Kit, Sometimes you have wealth, like my Melech says, sometimes a person is given wealth. It's Shomer Lebaolov, it's kept and guarded for the owner of it, Lira Asai. Shlomo Melech looked at the world and he says, I took a long view of things and I see that at times there are people who are Rishoyim. And you think, look at that, they have everything good. They're driving around fancy cars. They seem to be traveling places. They seem not to have a worry in life. And really, that Oishar that they have, that great wealth that they have, actually is something that could lead to their detriment, something ultimately could lead to their death. So just to mention, Chazal tell us this, it's a Gemara M'sochim, and Rashi over there in Koyelis brings us the example. The example is Koyrach. We're holding by Parshish Koyrach this week. The example is Koyrach. Koyrach, we know, they got tremendous riches from Mitzrayim, the Bezos Mitzrayim, and Chazal see it as that was given to him as sort of as a test to see how he'll handle it. And from his great wealth, Chazal saw from his great wealth, that's what brought him to a level of gaiva, and that's why he started the Homachlekes against Moshe Rabbeinu. As we know that he had a taina. Listen, there were four brothers. Amram, Yitzhak, and, uh, and Oziel is the youngest one. Right? Amram, Yitzhak, and Uziel. So Amram was the oldest, so Moshe and Aaron. They got Melech, 
and the Kohen Gadol, but I'm the next one. I'm from the next uh, brother, so I should be getting it. And he gave it to Uziel. He became the Nasi of the Shevet, of Shevet Levi. So that's the, that was the outside Taina. That's the argument that he presented outside, besides all the things that came with the Roshis and Hedris. But Chazal looked deeply into it. What was it? What was the driving force of behind Kairach's revolt? It was his Gaiva. He felt he's deserved them more. Certainly there was a component of the Shem Shamayim on Kairach's level. But really what was driving him inside was his, his Gaiva. And where did that Gaiva come from? came from his wealth. Oisher Shamalabal of Larasai. So here you have Kairach that goes down for all history as the infamous Kairach who had tremendous wealth and really through that had tremendous potential and instead it got to him and that Oisha became the cause, the primary cause for his downfall. Ultimately to his death. And that's why he means this the of It ultimately leads to his death. Maybe we could take a, a more modern day example. You have sometimes people who, indeed, they're Rishayim. According to the books, according to the way we would see it, the person's a Russia. Doesn't seem to deserve to have all of the the great goodness and wealth that Hashem is showering upon him. And you sometimes wonder, why is that? He's, he's not a Shemer Terah Mitzvah, or only, sometimes yes, sometimes no, doesn't seem to be very careful about Mitzvah. And then, you notice that this person, because of his great wealth, you know, a lot of people who have wealth, you have to spend it. What are you going to do? So you have to get more creative and more extravagant than the ideas of how you're going to spend the money. So here the person will, will go on a helicopter ride over some dangerous place because you need the thrill. You need to, to expand the horizons of what you can do, you know, not a, just a simple vacation anywhere. There has to be somewhere exotic, there has to be something crazy. And then Nebuch, the guy gets into a helicopter crash or something like that, and that's the downfall. And when you think about it, there's a lot of cheshbainas here. But one of it is, look, how did he get to that? A person who lives in, in very simple ways, is able to be mefarnas, mishpacha, he doesn't have these the, the uh, an inkling of doing wild things like that. But this was his, the Oisher, it was the wealth, the, the great wealth that the person had, that was Shama Labal of Larasai. The Mashkiach Zalgazun used to give an example, very simple, a more practical example. Lamais are very wealthy people, they have to hire guards to watch themselves, bodyguards have to have guards to watch the children, that's the way it is. People know about their wealth, so they're worried to be about their children getting kidnapped. And if the uh, the people asking for ransom, so great wealth certainly could be a good thing, but when we have a question, why was the Russia given great wealth? It could be a very simple reason. That is actually the main reason for the Russia's downfall. No questions asked. A fourth reason that really even though right now this person is a Russia, but a Baruch who is prolonging and giving him time. One of the Midas of HaKadosh Baruch Hu of the Yugim Midas is Erech Apayim. And we all need Erech Apayim. We do things that we don't instantaneously do Tshuva. Whenever a person doesn't have Erech, and he chaps himself, he didn't have Erech, really the time of Tshuva is immediately. It's clear in the Shari Tshuva, he writes like that. 
immediately has to do tshuva. Then, if he doesn't do it that day, Erev Shabbos is his man tshuva. He doesn't do it Erev Shabbos, Erev Rishchidosh is a tshuva. That's why on Rishchidosh, tomorrow will be Rishchidosh Bez Hashem. We say, Zman Kapora Lechol Toldoisa. It's a Zman Kapora. Why? Because it's a, it's, it's, it's a new start. It's a Rishchidosh. So let's do tshuva on everything we've done till now. And we don't always do that. So we have a, a big peckle waiting for Yom Kippur. That's Kate's, that's the Kate's Lemechilos Licha. What do you mean? That's the Kate's? That's the end time? So the Mepharsh should speak out. That's the last time to really do tshuva for the whole year of Averis that it should be considered tshuva bezman. There's an idea of tshuva bezman. Beyond that, you can still do tshuva, but it's shalai bezman. It's like yedavid bezman or yedavid shalai bezman. No, schat fila yesh, schat fila bezman he doesn't have. So too it is with tshuva. So really, we all need this mid of erech apayim that the Ebrishta has. For the Russia. You sometimes look, this person is such a Russian, yet a Kajbok who keeps giving him and he keeps being benevolent with him. Why? So sometimes the reason is, Chavazavava says, is because a Kajbok who is giving the person time. He's waiting it out. Hashem is very patient. He's giving the person time. Obviously, we're talking about that the Kajbok who knows the whole Cheshbon. He knows the end of the story. So he knows this is a person who indeed will be given the opportunity to do tshuva and he will do tshuva. So Hashem says, I'm going to allow him to enjoy this goodness and this wealth and this naimus until he has the time to do tshuva. And he quotes an intricate example of the Again, it's Hashem is just prolonging for him until he repents the year royally. And then indeed he'll be worthy of this benevolence of Hashem. The example he gives is Menashe. Menashe, we know, is one of the children of Chizkiyo Amelech, and he was a terrible Russia. He was a king, one of the longest standing Malcha Yehuda. He was a king for 55 years, the Gemara tells us. And for uh, about half of that time, he was a terrible Russia. Even more so, when he finally did Shuva, what was the Scenario. So Chazal tell us the scenario that he was he was taken captive by the enemy, and he was put into a huge cauldron, being cooked up. Mamish like cannibals. They were cooking him up alive, and he's sitting there burning up, and he starts praying to all his avodah zara, "Save me! This one, save me! Now one, save me!" Nobody answered. Nobody came to his rescue. Obviously. So then he says, you know, he remembers as a small child, his father was Chizkiyo Amelech, the great Tzadik Chizkiyo. He remembers as a young child that his father taught him a posik in Voschanan. Batzar lecho mitzuucho koladvarma eile is v'shavta Hashem lekecha. He remembered that when you're having trouble, his father taught him a posik. From there, you could seek out Hashem and do tshuva. That wasn't enough. So he says, no. I'll give it a try. If it works, if the Ebishter listens to me, no, then I'll start serving Hashem. And if not, Hashem, you can't say the words. Because I'll say, if not, he says, just like the rest of them. The Pella. So he started doing tshuva. So the Gemara says that the Malochim blocked the heavens from that tshuva entering in, that tefillah entering in. A chutzpah. That's the way you do tshuva? That's not tshuva. 
And the Eibishter says, I accept every tshuva, no matter where it's coming from. And because Baruch was chaser chasiri, I made a new hole in the Kisei HaKovoid to allow that tshuva in. And he was saved, he got saved, and then for the remainder of his kingship, the remainder of his life, he was a good person, Menashe. So, so interesting that that's the example that the Chavis of Ovis is giving. That sometimes Menashe was a king, he had tremendous wealth, tremendous power. And he was a Russia. Frexik Takasha, why should such a Russia be given so much wealth, so much goodness? Says the Chavis of Ovis, for this is the reason, this is the Cheshboin. That sometimes a Chavis who just prolongs it, he allows it to go on because one day the person will do tshuva. And then he'll be rightfully deserving of that goodness and that wealth from a Baruch Hu. Very interesting. We move on to the next reason, reason number five. And as it could be that this person himself is indeed is a Russia. He hasn't done a good thing in his life. He doesn't even have a mitzvah that Hashem has to pay him back. Hashem is not hoping he'll do tshuva. Hashem is not saying that this is purely f- for his detriment. But somehow, it works out in Cheshben that he can have a pure Russia yet be the recipient of so much good. Why? Not in his own account. Not for his own Cheshben. But rather, His father, this Russia's father, who was a good person and did good, did so much good that the father himself wasn't able to use up all of that schar and oil before he moved on from this world. So it's still there in the bank account. Hashem says that goes to the son. It's like an Indian, the Mashkir explained, like a Yerusha. Just like the father, if he had a certain amount of wealth, would give it, bequeath it to his son. So to Zuchusim. Merits that the father earned rightfully and wasn't able to use it all up is given also like Yerusha to the son. So even though the son himself is not deserving, the son himself is a rush, the son himself will never do tshuva. But Lamaisa, his father did so much good that he's deserving of this. We find on the flip side, we find that we are the same way. We're still earning, taking out withdrawals from the bank account of Avram Avinu. Avram Avinu, in all of his Maisim Tevin that he did, was so far-reaching, it was so astounding, the amount that he did, that Avram Avinu, and for thousands of years after that, still was not able to use it all up. And that's what we daven, B'shus Avram Avinu. We daven Rosh Hashanah particularly, but even every day. The still Zuchusim of Avram Avinu and the Ovis Akadoshim, of the good that they did, that will still be able to take out from that withdrawal, from that schar that they have. And that's how it is with the Arusha as well. So it could be from Avaviv, Chesed, Kshakodim Aviv. Because of that, it should go to the son as well. And other psukim, Mitzvah will have to see tomorrow, go into this, uh, this, this uh, reason number five, a little bit more. I go to Nacht.